here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I want to read to you these historical headlines. If you want to see hysterical headlines, you go to Mediaite.com. They're filled with left-wing hysterical headlines. This is Dan Abrams' site. Former prosecutor Don Jr. and others should be having a nervous night tonight. Let's see. Rachel Maddow. Today's a very ominous moment for the White House. Uh, let's see. More. Katie Turr. Michael Cohen could be the most terrifying, destructive person for Trump. Now, they know nothing, but they keep putting this stuff out. Leon Panetta. Cohen's plea tells us Trump was focused on making money over becoming POTUS. Donald Trump Jr. may have nowhere to run to except his dad and Michael Cohen's guilty plea. CNN's Gloria Borger. Cohen's gone from willing to take a bullet for Trump to pointing the gun at him. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what does any of this mean? Here's some more headlights. headlines. The Associated Depress. Michael Cohen pleads guilty to lying to Congress. New York Post. Michael Cohen pleads guilty to lying during Russia probe. ABC News. Michael Cohen pleads guilty to lying to Congress in New Deal with Mueller and Trump Russia probe. Law and crime. Another Dan Abrams outfit. Experts agree. Robert Mueller just played Trump like a fiddle. Who are these experts? The Hill. Mueller looking into late-night calls between Trump and Stone. Report. ABC News. Mueller asked Trump about 2016 RNC platform change regarding Ukraine. And it goes on. All these things are being dumped out now. All these things are being dumped out now. Now, let me talk to you as, as a real expert. People keep saying, what are the legal implications? For Trump, there are none. Zero. There's no legal implication. There's no legal jeopardy. Period. Moreover, in all this so-called reporting and analysis by these phony experts, where did President Trump collude, coordinate, or conspire with the Russians during the election to fix the result of the election? Where is this evidence? And since there's not a scintilla of evidence... This should underscore the point that this entire investigation is bogus. It was triggered by a coward, Rod Rosenstein, pressured by the Democrats, including Schumer, to appoint a special counsel to criminalize what was a counterintelligence investigation. And now, as we've been talking about a long time, and all of a sudden people go, hey, they're criminalizing politics. Wow. I think we've been saying that for two years now. Yes, they're criminalizing politics. But... Only some of politics, Republican politics, and to see these clown Republicans in Congress run to the defense of Mueller, run to the defense of Mueller, wanting to protect Mueller despite the violation of the uh, separation clause, separation of powers clause. And uh, moreover, they see that Mueller has completely ignored 
what's taking place on the Democrat side. All of us don't know what this is. Cohen can plead guilty to whatever he wants. What's happening here is you have a Soviet-style investigation and a Soviet, oddly enough, a Soviet-style prosecution where people who never committed crimes all of a sudden are guilty of crimes as a result of a bogus investigation, Mr. Producer. Michael Cohen was a private lawyer to Trump. He wasn't even a serious lawyer. He will be disbarred. He's lied about his taxes. He lied about his loans. He lied about his taxi decals. He lied in his testimony. What's Mueller going to do? Hold him up as a font of wisdom and accuracy? He's trying to take down little players, bit players, non-players, to pile up a report about, wow, look at this. All these people. We have a conspiracy of silence here. All these people who surrounded Trump. It's all bogus. Absolutely bogus. And they keep treating Mueller like he's this wonderful prosecutor, this serious prosecutor. First of all, the guy appears to be delegating most of this to his number two guy, the hatchet man, Andrew Weissman. Weissman. Andrew Weissman. Now, there is supposed to be some kind of balance and check, ladies and gentlemen, even with prosecutors. Maybe the media, not in this case. The media are cheering for Trump's destruction. Shouldn't they be cheering over the fact that so far all the leaks show that Trump did nothing? Shouldn't they be celebrating that, that in our republic, the president that we chose is guilty of nothing? That he didn't collaborate, he didn't coordinate, he didn't conspire with the Russians? But they're not. They keep bringing in these phony experts who are utterly predictable. You know, uh, if I were Don Jr., I'd be worried about now. The country should be worried about now. About what's taking place here. The country should be worried. And when you put this in perspective, as we've been doing all week, Hillary Clinton with her emails, you know, 30,000, I think it was 33,000 emails missing, deleted by her lawyers, and otherwise deleted, the destruction of laptops, the destruction of of, uh, cell phones, immunity given to key material witnesses, a two-hour interview with Hillary Clinton with no transcript, And then look at this. We're going to get to the bottom of the crime of the century. We got Lieutenant General Flynn. But wait a minute. The FBI said they didn't feel he lied. Well, the new guy's in town, Mueller. We got this Manafort on tax violations and all these other violations. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, we can squeeze the hell out of him. Put him in solitary confinement. Take his five homes. Take his suits. Burst into his apartment in the middle of the morning at 6 a.m. That'll get us what we want. But it hasn't. We'll go after this guy, Jerome Corsi, who's a writer. Writes at World Net Daily. He appears at InfoWars. He does it. Well, who cares? Or Roger Stone. Roger Stone? Trump dissed Roger Stone in the middle of the campaign. What do they know about any? Well, were they in touch with Assange? No, apparently not. And what if they were? 
What if they were in touch with Assange, like the media had been in touch with Assange, like the media reported stories from material that Assange had? What if they were? That's not a crime either. So what exactly is the substantive underlying crime here? There never has been one. There isn't one today. So we get these phony analysts who've been wrong day after day, week after week, month after month for almost two years. They're wrong. Well, you see, uh, Cohen lied about the Russia deal. So what? That's Cohen's problem. And by the way, you hear the hapless chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Richard Burr? Yeah, this demonstrates that you don't lie to Congress. Are you kidding me? James Comey lied to Congress. He wasn't prosecuted. Eric Holder lied to Congress. He wasn't prosecuted. The lady who headed the IRS, or the guy who headed the IRS, he misled Congress. He wasn't prosecuted. You got a whole list of people who've misled and lied to Congress who aren't prosecuted. Why is that? Why is that? Meanwhile, the President of the United States has shown no willingness to give Russia an inch. He's going to the G20 meeting, or he's there, and he's canceled his meeting with Putin. He's armed the Ukrainians, which Obama wouldn't do. He's put sanctions on the inner circle around Putin, which Obama didn't do. He has shown no willingness to cave to the Russians. None. There's nothing here. But it doesn't matter. No. Because the whole purpose here, ladies and gentlemen, we know they're criminalizing politics. If you listen to this program, you've known it for a while, but it's more than that. This is an attack on our electoral system. This is an attack on our constitutional system. Rather than Congress standing up for separation of powers, rather than Congress standing up for the Constitution, Congress wants to protect Mr. Mueller because they want him to produce a report where then Congress can try to remove the President of the United States. It is diabolical. It is evil. Nothing has changed today. Nothing changed yesterday. Nothing changed last month. Nothing changed six months ago. Nothing at all has changed. And in terms of the President being in legal jeopardy. How many more damn times do I have to explain that it is the position of the United States Department of Justice that you cannot indict a sitting president? He's not in any kind of legal jeopardy. I'll be right back. this guy Jeff Flake he sits on the Senate Judiciary Committee and he will not vote for any judicial nominee to go to the United States Senate floor unless there's a vote to protect Mueller now this is a man who sits on the Senate Judiciary Committee who is a constitutional illiterate And would do further damage to our governing document. To protect Mueller? Moreover, the President of the United States hasn't even threatened to fire Mueller. Who's bothering Mueller? Quite the contrary. 
The man is utterly out of control. Now, I want you Supreme Court justices to listen to me a second. Just listen to me a second. If you delude yourselves into believing that this prosecutor is no different than any assistant United States attorney, then you're intellectually bankrupt. Intellectually bankrupt. No assistant United States attorney can prepare a report of the kind that this special counsel is going to prepare that will eventually be forced out of the Department of Justice into the hands of the Democrats and the media as soon as the ink is dry. There's not another prosecutor in the country who can do this, let alone an assistant United States attorney. A United States attorney can't do this. And yet a United States attorney must be nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate. Mr. Mueller was not nominated by the president or confirmed by the Senate. He wasn't even appointed by the actual attorney general. He was appointed by an acting attorney general, the deputy attorney general. He was appointed in violation of the Department of Justice regulations. He was appointed despite the fact there was no criminal substantive law at issue. You want to know what medieval times were like? You're looking at it. You want to know what a free press is like? Look 200, 300 years ago. You don't have a free press today. You have a liberal press. And who is it that's standing up for the Constitution today? A relative handful of people. And yet, despite our urging months ago that the Republicans in the House and the Republicans in the Senate call Mr. Mueller for a hearing to determine exactly what his constitutional authority is, what he thinks his constitutional authority is. They've done the opposite. Either sat silently, or these, these rumblings about protecting him. Protecting him. Protecting him from what? Well, the deputy attorney general can oversee him, but he's not. Nowhere in our constitutional structure does this exist. You know, I read a piece at National Review Online by Yuval Levin, very bright young man. And he goes back and he cherry picks Mason and Madison for the proposition that, you know, if a president abuses the pardon power and, and uses the pardon power, and I'm paraphrasing, to really cover his own tuchus, well, then he can be impeached and he ought to be impeached. Well, that's fine as it is. But how about we talk about how we got to this point? How we got to this point. That the President of the United States has nothing to hide. He's trying to defend his administration. Since the moment this man was elected, he has been hounded and hounded and hounded by the very institutions that tried to defeat him during the course of the election. And they're still trying to defeat him. And this is the grave problem, isn't it? All the focus is on Trump. All the focus is on, really, these, uh, these minor players, these minor characters. And all the focus has been removed from the unbelievable institutional violations by the top levels of the FBI, by the top levels of our intelligence agencies. How soon we forget that senior FBI officials sent informants, a.k.a. spies, into the Trump campaign. How soon we forget. How soon we forget 
that the man sitting on the staff of the deputy attorney general on the holdover of Sally Yates, appointed by Obama, that he and his wife were working with Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele and that damn phony dossier. How soon we forget the federal judges who still haven't been held to account, who signed off on that FISA warrant and three extensions. And even now, they know that what they signed off on was wrong. And they've held nobody in contempt. They haven't held a hearing. They haven't done anything. A complete breakdown of our judicial system. A complete breakdown of our investigative system. And now a complete breakdown of our prosecutorial system. And the media, which are supposed to help us fend off tyranny, are the mouthpieces for tyranny. They're the mouthpieces for tyranny. They seem to think their job is to pile on, to burden this president, to be the press spokesman for an out-of-control prosecutor and an out-of-control prosecutorial team. And when we come back, I'm going to explain to you, I'm going to explain to you how Mr. Mueller was played rather than Mr. Mueller doing the playing. It's played by Manafort. I'll be right back. With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, BrickhouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. You're listening to Denali. The Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. I don't know. I think I'm hanging in here. Number five day of the flu. I tell you, it's unbelievable how this thing hangs around. I've got a theory on this, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe I'm all washed up, but every time I get a flu shot, I get the flu, Mr. Producer. Now, is it true that they give you a little bit of the flu in order to try and fend off the flu? Well, I think it works. I think I get the flu, but it doesn't fend off the flu. Every time I get this shot. And so, like, within four or five days, here I am, suffering through the same damn thing every year. But anyway, during the uh, breaks in the show is when I uh, rehabilitate. The holidays are time for family being thankful and sharing blessings. But sadly, the holidays are also about scamming. 
Every year, fraud increases during the holidays, and the thieves like to celebrate with your hard-earned money. From fake charities to package delivery scams, tis the season for identity theft. This year, don't let the holiday spirit distract you from staying safe. You'll need identity protection more than ever. So get it from the best. My ID Care has been taking care of Fortune 500 companies for years. And now they're offering identity protection to everyone, so you can make sure your whole family is covered. From Tri-Bureau credit monitoring to dark web scam, it's the kind of comprehensive protection you need. Plans start for less than 10 bucks a month, and only My ID Care offers a money-back recovery guarantee. Now, I don't worry about identity theft anymore, and neither should you. Enjoy your holidays, and you will, I know, with peace of mind from My ID Care. And my listeners also get 15% off at myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Learn more, and then let My ID Care take care of you. MyIDCare.com slash Mark, enter promo code Mark. That's MyIDCare.com slash Mark, enter promo code Mark. Now, this Mueller's not as smart as his media acolytes want you to think. He's really not. Manafort's been running circles around him. Well, what do you mean, Mark? He's been convicted of felonies. I got that. But then he cut a plea deal with with respect to uh, charges in Washington, D.C. And now Mueller's furious. Now, why is Mueller furious? Well, because he's been lying to us, lying to us. So there we go. Mr. Mueller, again, is uh, God on earth, and he's the judge, and he gets to decide. No. What's happened here is Manafort's legal team has been sharing information with the president's legal team, which, of course, is perfectly legitimate. We talked about the joint defense agreement before. You can have an informal agreement, a formal agreement. doesn't much matter. You see, ladies and gentlemen, people who are targeted by the government are not required to lie in a fetal position in the court or the basement and just take whatever they're given. They're allowed to defend themselves. Take a look at our Bill of Rights. (coughs) I'm sorry. Take a look at due process. Presumption of innocence. The Bill of Rights do not empower the federal government. They protect the individual. And apparently the media media do not comprehend this. So, of course, Manafort's lawyers can talk to the president's lawyers or any of the lawyers they want to. What, only the prosecutor can talk to lawyers in the Southern District of New York and other lawyers all around the country? (laughs) Defense counsel can't do that? Of course they can. Well, Mark, uh, is he making a play for a pardon? I hope so. Well, then that's obstruction. We get this clown, Mark Warner, who can barely complete sentences. And so pathetic as a Democrat citizenry in Virginia. They elect him governor. They elect him senator. Can't do better than this miscreant. And, uh, well, that would be obstruction. Of course it's not obstruction. Why is it everything the president does or may do, or can do under the Constitution, obstruction. He can fire Mueller, that's obstruction. He can pardon Manafort, that's obstruction. He can appoint Whitaker as the acting attorney general, that's obstruction. No, it's not. None of it's obstruction. But the mushheads with law degrees, the former federal prosecutors, the former whatever, 
judges, all on TV, bloviating, burping up their stupidity, and so that people get confused. And of course, no better place to get an objective opinion than to go to Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut or Mark Warner of Virginia or Adam Schiff of uh, Never Neverland. No better place to go than with these left-wing kook Democrats who, if they had their way, as I've said before, they'd hang Trump by his foot on a telephone pole. These people don't believe in the Constitution or the rule of law. They give more deference to illegal aliens trying to get into this country than they do to a duly elected president of the United States. <laughs> they make more noise about terrorists in Guantanamo Bay and their due process rights, of which they have none, by the way, than the president of the United States or his kids or his wife. What you're seeing before you is sort of a medieval prosecution, a medieval mindset. A medieval so-called media. And it is hilarious when CNN and MSNBC and all the others talk about Fox as state media. No, the media are state media. There may be people on Fox who support Trump, and they say they support Trump. And, of course, there's people on Fox who don't. But state media means they support these institutions. I don't mean the constitutional institutions. I mean these bastardized institutions. The media are cheering for Mueller. They want the president destroyed. Any leak, any little piece of information involving anybody. Incredible. Let's take some calls. May I? I think I may. Darwin, Montrose, Colorado, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, please. Thanks, Mark. Uh... I just wanted to say I think people are overlooking something. I think that Trump is actually hated so much from both sides because he's not a politician. And this is letting the American people know that we don't need politicians to run our country. Well, that's a good point. Go ahead, sir. You know, that would actually make both sides want to get rid rid of him as fast as possible. All right. Well, that's quite clear, I think. Look, the Karl Rove, let's put it to you this way, Darwin. You've got Barack Obama at the James A. Baker Center at Rice University in Houston. This is Bush world. And they get, he gives a standing ovation with his race-baiting comments, his perversion of American history. They give him a standing ovation. He lies about his role in the production of energy. He lies about his role in economic growth. He's a no-growther. He was anti-fossil fuels. Most of the energy production that took place had to be on private and state land. They couldn't do the production on federal land. Trump opened that up early on in his administration. It's all out there. They're all facts. So this serial liar, Obama, is treated like the second coming. But everything that comes out of Trump's mouth, oh, that's a lie. Like what? He said it was an invasion. He was right. And I can go on down the list. And it's also important to do a list of the media lies. But there is no doubt, no doubt whatsoever, that the media are cheering for this president to be taken down and even more are participating in it. That's why every stupid little move by this prosecutor, Michael Cohen, pled guilty to lying to Congress. That's his problem. Oh, this is a direct line to Trump. No, it's not. 
Well, Trump Tower, look what happened at Trump Tower. Nothing happened at Trump Tower. We don't know any more today than we knew two years ago. All right, thank you for your call, sir. Let's go to Bob, Harrisonburg, Virginia. You're listening on the great WMAL all the way out there, huh? Yes, sir, absolutely, always. Yes, go right ahead, my friend. Absolutely. So I'm just wondering, uh, you say quite correctly often that the Mueller special counsel is unconstitutional. But I just want to know what the difference is between this current special counsel and the Ken Starr special counsel, and what, if any, special counsels are constitutional. Well, you raise an excellent point, so don't hang up. And it's this. The Ken Starr appointment was under the independent counsel statute, as it was called. Actually passed by both houses of Congress, signed into law by the president, At the time, I think it was Jimmy Carter. Went all the way to the Supreme Court in a case involving uh, Ted Olson. And the Supreme Court ruled that this particular statute was constitutional, and it gave three basic elements as to why it was constitutional. And um, the one dissent was Antonin Scalia, who said, there is no place for this. In our constitutional structure, there's no place for an independent council who's independent of the other branches of government. Now, this special council, there is no independent council law anymore, was appointed by Department of Justice regulation, not on any statutory basis. And he was appointed in violation of the Department of Justice regulation because there was no criminal basis for his appointment. Rod Rosenstein turned a counterintelligence investigation, which is not a criminal investigation, into a criminal investigation. So Mueller has been trying ever since to claw his way into various criminal charges for various people. But he doesn't even come close to the president of the United States because there was no basis to begin with. Moreover, as I've explained many times, the appointments clause of the Constitution. If you have a man this powerful, a position this powerful, unlike any other prosecutor in the United States, bar none, who has this kind of power, this kind of authority, I don't care if he reports to the Deputy Attorney General or not, all assistant United States attorneys appoint to the, excuse me, all United States attorneys uh, report to the Deputy Attorney General, and they all have to be nominated uh, for their confirmation to the Senate, because that's what the framers of the Constitution wanted, divided power, not centralized power. And that wasn't done in this case. And every act that Mueller takes, and even those clapping seals in the media and clapping seals in the Democrat caucus and clapping seals among the flake caucus, even by their own statements about how important he is, how we must protect him because this, that, and the other, they underscore the point that he's different. Have I helped you, sir? You sure have, and uh, they got to tune in to Mark Levin. Uh, You're fighting the good fight. Thank you, sir. All right, brother. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Oh, the lady dropped out. Who was going to tell us about reading my dad's book in the classroom. All right. Simply Safe is a fantastic security system. It's great protection for your home and family. And right now, Simply Safe is giving my listeners a great deal on home security. Order now, and you'll get their special holiday offer. It's an amazing deal. 
Now, I love Simply Safe because they treat people right. They want more people to be safe in their homes, so the pricing is fair and honest. Around the clock professional monitoring is just $14.99 a month. Simply Safe has no contracts ever, no hidden fees ever. They really care about the people who buy their systems. Now, that's so rare today. I'm not the only one who likes them either. CNET, PC Mag, and Wirecutter all say Simply Safe is the best security system there is. So protect your home today with Simply Safe and take advantage of their holiday offer when you order your system today at simplysafemark.com. It's that simple. Make sure to use that URL so they know I sent you. And you need to hurry. This deal ends soon. And you don't want to miss it. That's simplysafemark.com. Simplysafemark.com. Don't put this sort of thing off because then some tragedy happens and you say, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. And this is a great opportunity. Simplysafemark.com. Let us go to Mike, Paris, Texas, Sirius Satellite. Go. Hey, Mark, I was just wondering, how in the world can they find, if they if they got the FISA warrant under false pretenses, how can they continue an investigation under a false warrant? Well, uh, this investigation per se is not under that warrant uh, exclusively. So that's how they can do it. But look, here's the bottom line, Mike. If you don't have somebody in charge who's going to fire this guy's ass, then uh, then he's going to go on and on and on. And he's going to become more brazen, and he has become more brazen. And they're leaking like hell all week. They're piling on this week. They're trying to create a tornado of uh, resistance uh, against uh, against Trump. They're trying to trade a tornado of controversy, better put, against Trump. So people who really don't pay attention, Mike, they're going, well, now look at this guy pled, and this guy pled, and this guy's guilty. And then you'll hear the leftists on TV say, there's been 2,800 people who they've indicted and pled guilty. And not a damn one of them relating to Russia in any direct way. Right, exactly. But I don't understand how they can turn around and try to... You know, you got Hillary Clinton with her emails and everybody. I know. It is, it is unbelievable that she can destroy 30,000 emails as Secretary of State, knowing full well what she's doing, the, uh, the, the mens rea, as we say, setting up this private server in order to get around federal law, several federal laws. Her lawyers are destroying things. I mean, how come Trump's lawyer, such as he was, Michael Cohen, How come he's in the hot seat, but none of Hillary Clinton's lawyers are in the hot seat? How come Hillary Clinton's top aides who collaborated with her in her conduct, how come they all got immunity? I mean, we could go on and on and on here. And meanwhile, you have these damn Republicans go, well, let the system work. It's not working. That's the damn point. All right, Mike, thank you for your call, my friend. Debbie, Atlanta, Georgia, the great (laughs) W-Y-A-Y, go. It is an honor to speak to the great one, Mark Levin. I have been listening to you since before, just after you started on Rush Limbaugh. Sorry, I'm nervous. Thank you. And he's my buddy, too. Somebody really reamed him out today. I stand with Brother Rush. Anyway, go right ahead. Yep. Now, I want to know, and I want to say this. These Democrats would not be doing this unless they had something major that they have done that they do not want to come to light. You know this, right? Now, you mean, 
You mean this is a diversion, these attacks on Trump, in order to cover up their own stuff? This is also true. Yes, you know this. I know you have to know this, because <laughs> they cannot have this come to light. And there is one other question. This has just been bothering me for days. Yes. You remember that? By the way, are you from Boston? <laughs> down about the hold on, hold on, Debbie. Are you from Boston? No, sir. I'm from North Carolina. No way. Yes, sir. I'm just My kidding My father you. was from Illinois. I'm, he was a Yankee. Really? I'm just kidding you. No, but um, yes. this this um, judge that came down with this verdict and telling him that the CNN would most likely win if if the president took it to court. What mm-hmm. fourth grade classroom did they get that bozo from? Beats me. Honest to God, has that this this is the great that? free press case of the new century. You believe that? Honest to God, I swear, I I do not. I really do not. But what uh. somebody needs to dig. Yeah. And, and we don't have really any good at digging journalists anymore. We don't have any journalists, actually. But somebody needs to dig because it's in there somewhere, and it's close to coming to the surface. I feel it. All right, my friend. Thank you. Joe, Astoria, New York, the great WABC. Quickly go, my friend. Hi, Mike. It's uh, Mark. It's an honor to talk to you. You bet. He's right. You truly are the great one. Oh, I'd like to go you. off a uh, topic a little, if I can. Yes. And I'd really like to tell you about our police and how much it's uh, touched me and my family. Um, I recently purchased two books, and I planned to uh, purchase two more. I gave one to a nephew, and I gave I showed it to my wife, and she took it in for her second-grade class, and she read it to them before the Thanksgiving break as a little treat. And the illustrations and the, and the text, it's such a great visual aid. Uh, for young kids today. Joe, I want to thank you very much. Don't hang up. I want to give you a, uh, a free copy as well. That's very, very kind of you. We'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? how much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. This is our two. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. There was this online survey, and online surveys are online surveys, but still, at the Fox News Insider, nearly half of young Americans believe U.S. is racist. Have you heard this? Some of you have, but not from me. And not greatest country survey finds. 47% favor socialism and future over capitalism. Now, I'm going to tell you something. 
we don't turn this around, we're over. The monopoly control of our colleges and universities, and I would argue many of our public schools, is now having a real-world effect. We have these tenured professors, most of whom are overpaid, not all, but most. Dr. Kendor, don't, don't, Ken Gore, don't write me, I know you're not, but, but others are. And um, this propaganda, there's some exceptions. You know, you have Hillsdale, you have uh, Grove City, there's just a handful. Some of the religious schools, the Christian schools, Liberty University. But all these state-supported universities and colleges really are abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. When you mix that with what you see on TV and what you hear on other radio, and then the crap that's in the books, and then you hear Obama say what he says and these other jerks say what they say, I don't even blame these kids. It's our generation doing it to them. And what's amazing about this in colleges and universities, we are going broke subsidizing this. And this is why Bernie Sanders wants free college for everybody. Trust me. If our colleges were reinforcing our founding principles, Bernie Sanders wouldn't support it, just like with open borders. If open borders resulted in capitalist conservatives coming into this country, they would reject it. They're always result-oriented and justifies the means. So the survey conducted by polling firm YouGov, Y-O-U-Gov, reveals that many members of the younger generation, under 38, Generation Z and millennials, do not identify with patriotism or American exceptionalism. The Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, which sponsored the survey, I don't know anything about the foundation, but we're going into these numbers, highlighted some key findings, including that 46% of respondents do not agree that America is the greatest country in the world. Half believe the country is sexist, 50%. Racist, 49%. And 47% say America's future should be driven by socialism over capitalism. Other findings. 38% of younger Americans do not agree that America has a history that we should be proud of. You heard Obama the other day at the James A. Baker Center in Rice University. One in eight, 14% of millennials agree that America was never a great country and never will be. 46% of younger Americans agree that America is more racist than other countries. 84% of Americans do not know the specific rights enumerated in the First Amendment. Because they're not even taught what's in the Bill of Rights. They're not even taught about the Constitution. All they're told is that The people who write it were slave owners and so forth. Excuse me. 19% of millennials believe the American flag is a sign of intolerance and hatred. 44% of younger Americans believe Barack Obama had a bigger impact on America than George Washington. Now that one got me. That Barack Obama had a bigger impact on America than George Washington. And you've got cities that want to lower the voting age. You've got individuals who want to subsidize all this sort of education. It's not education, it's indoctrination, it's propaganda. And by the way, in some sense, I'm a failure. I have to admit this. I wrote this book, Plunder and Deceit, to counter all this. But apparently people don't read anymore either. 
I wrote this book, Plunder and Deceit, to counter all this. And it was published in 2015. I explain to younger people how the left is destroying their future on the debt. How they're destroying Social Security and Medicare. How they're destroying education. Running up their debt. What immigration does to individuals. Not just those who graduate from college, but those who don't. What this radical environmental movement is doing to them. And how the push for a $15 minimum wage destroys any opportunity for getting at that starting uh, step on the ladder. And how the attack on the Constitution is creating a society, a much more autocratic society that they should be concerned about. And what I called for then was a new civil rights movement. A new civil rights movement. Remember Ronald Reagan's farewell speech, January 11, 1989? It's online. And he encouraged what I called the rising generation to let them know and nail them on it. That is, to push back against teachers, professors, journalists, politicians, and others in the governing generation who manipulate and deceive them. We need to encourage our kids to do this. And informed patriotism is what we want. And are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she should represent in the long history of the world? You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're not without recourse. These are our kids. Those of us who are over 35 or so years of age, this is Reagan, not me, grew up in a different American. We were taught very directly what it means to be an American. Now, he said this almost 30 years ago. And we absorbed almost in the air a love of country and an appreciation of its institutions. If you didn't get these things from your family, you got them from the neighborhood. From the father down the street who fought in Korea or the family who lost someone at Anzio. Or you could get a sense of patriotism from school. And if all else failed, you could get a sense of patriotism from the popular culture. The movie celebrated democratic values and implicitly reinforced the idea that America was special. TV was like that, too, through the mid-1960s. But now, we're about to enter the 90s, as he said. And some things have changed. Younger parents aren't sure that an unambivalent appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. And as for those who create the popular culture, well-grounded patriotism is no longer their style. Our spirit is back, but we haven't reinstitutionalized it. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and freedom is special and rare. It's fragile. It needs protection. So we've got to teach history based not on what's in fashion, but what's important. Why the pilgrims came here. Why Jimmy Doolittle was, uh, who he was rather, and what those 30 seconds over Tokyo meant. You know, four years ago on the 40th anniversary of D-Day, he said, I read a letter from a young woman writing to her late father, who'd fought on Omaha Beach. Her name was Lisa Zanata Hen. And she said, we will always remember, we will never forget what the boys of Normandy did. Well, let's help her keep her word. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result ultimately in an erosion of the American spirit. 
Let's start with some basics. More attention to American history and a greater emphasis on civic ritual. And let me offer lesson number one about America. All great change in America begins at the dinner table. So tomorrow night in the kitchen, I hope the talking begins. And children, if your parents haven't been teaching you what it means to be an American, let them know and nail them on it. That would be a very American thing to do. Almost 30 years ago, he was right on and he saw it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. wrong about this because it's hard for me to get into the mind of a leftist because it's so tight in there you know Mr. Producer more bone than tissue but nonetheless um, why would the Democrats in the House want to impeach Trump when they know that, that he would not be removed by the Senate to dirty him up right Now I'm not saying they won't try But if the more Machiavellian among them are able to control the mob, that is the Democrat majority soon in the House, they're going to say no. Just hang that threat over his head and just keep beating, beating, beating the guy up so we can defeat him for re-election. Doesn't that make more sense to you, Mr. Producer? I think it does. Because they know... I think that there's a sleeping giant out there. And while their side is all revved up through race baiting, income baiting, sex baiting, whatever baiting, our side, that is not their side, I'd say is quasi revved up, as shown in the uh, midterm elections. So I actually believe that much like the Kavanaugh matter, If they go through the impeachment process based on this crap, they may get their base all excited. But I also think they're going to do significant damage. And I think, and I could be wrong, that Pelosi gets that, even though she can't speak anymore. Her loosening dentures and all the rest. Because to me, politically, it's more in their interest to use whatever report uh, the Soviet prosecutor comes up with, that's what I'm going to call him for now, and the Soviet prosecutor Mueller comes up with to just keep using it for hearings and beating him over the head and so forth and so on, rather than uh, bang their heads against the wall. I could be wrong. It's not a prediction. I've just been thinking this out, just trying to figure out uh, what they may or may not do. John, Manteca, California, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. You're the master, and I was just looking for your opinion on two thoughts. One is, if the information for the FISA warrant is believed to be manufactured or falsified, wouldn't anything downstream be fruits of the poisonous tree? And two, those agents involved... All right, let's stop. Let's stop one second. This phrase, fruit from the poisonous tree, comes out of a Supreme Court case, the Miranda case. If you don't read a suspect their rights, uh, then everything that flows from that 
uh, is thrown out. So <clears throat> it can be expanded. Hold on one second. <clears throat> be expanded somewhat. But I don't think it would be expanded to include FISA court warrants. So to answer your question, I don't think so. That's number one. Number two, who's going to rule that way? True. <laughs> this, the whole thing is, the whole thing is uh, a fix right now. Well, my, my second part then has a possibility is under Bivens, a federal uh, tort claim against those agents that may have falsified the information and harmed the individuals they went after. Would that be a possibility? Bivens is a very interesting case where if, let's say, an FBI agent or DEA agent or whomever it is breaks the law, does the citizen or the target or whomever have a right to sue that individual personally? And the answer is yes. But again, it depends on the factors and it depends on the circumstances. The problem with all this is you have the institution of the Department of Justice which unfortunately gives this the patina of legitimacy. I'm not opposed to those lawsuits being filed. Um, I had understood Corsi was thinking of bringing some kind of case and so forth, but you need to understand that we've got a lot of judges and a lot of judges who think this is just swell, like the Manafort judges. They have no problem with this guy sitting in solitary confinement every night as if he's a political prisoner. So that's the problem. While people have ideas on what to do, uh, the fact is, I think we're in a tough position. Yeah. All right, right. my friend. Excellent call. Let's continue. Brent, Iowa City, Iowa, on the Mark Levin app. Go ahead, please. Mark, thanks for taking my call. It's great talking to you, sir. You bet, Uh, sir. Back to your uh, point on the uh, issue with the... the children and the way the schools have uh, indoctrinated them. Uh, one way our family fights that cesspool is uh, we actually homeschool our children, and that allows us to, to teach about the real truths and the greatness of how this country was founded. Mm-hmm. All right. The problem is the vast majority of people don't. So we got to well, figure out how to address these uh, government schools. Yeah, and I tell you what, uh, we've got a great homeschool uh, program here in Iowa, and uh, families are really dedicated to, to raising their children. And it is—it's the parents' responsibility. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got to—we've got to step forward, and we've got to fight for our children. And and if we fail to do that, we're failing our children. I agree. And even if you send your kids to one of these government schools or colleges or universities, when they come home, you got to talk to them. Exactly Got to talk right. to them and explain things to them. I did it. We did it with our kids. Well, and unfortunately, uh, you know, many families are, are sending both parents to work, and they come home, they're exhausted, and, and they don't have the energy to do that. And they send. Well, their I, kids. I, I don't generalize. I don't know. I think some people just uh, want to leave it to the school system, to, and that's a mistake. You well, should never be too tired for your kids. Period. All right, Brent. I appreciate your call, my friend. We're moving all over the country. Let's go to Brian, Boston, Massachusetts, XM Satellite. How are you? Hey, Mark. I love your show, and I love your uh, TV show on Fox Network on Sundays. Um, Thank you, sir. I was just commenting on the Hillary Clinton investigation, and you had mentioned the top aides almost to a one got immunity. 
And uh, I wanted to point out as a former Suffolk County DA in Boston ah. how unusual how unusual that is. You know, normally you give people immunity for the purpose of going after the big fish. And uh, my recollection is there was no big fish, and there was no real prosecution that came out of any of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. Now what do you do? I don't know, but it seems to be the same cast of characters that are now uh, going after Trump um, that, that, that did that play. Uh, basically, you know, eliminating all those witnesses with uh, no, no results. Let me let me ask you a question. You're Robert Mueller, and you hire 16 or 17 people, and you don't even attempt to show nonpartisanship in your hires or bipartisanship in your hires. Almost to a person, they're Democrats. Almost to a person, they've donated to Obama or Clinton. Some of them even worse. Their number two guy who has severe ethical issues, has been reprimanded by more than one court, and was at the Hillary Clinton victory party. And that's perfectly fine. And you know damn well if this were a special counsel investigating a Democrat and somebody had been in a Donald Trump victory party and had donated to the Bushes or the Reagans or the Trumps, we'd never hear the end of it. I think what we're witnessing, Mark, unfortunately, is we're turning this country into a banana republic. I, yeah, I agree. I agree, Brian. We'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. If you're trying to reach Mark on the air, call him at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Radio Show continues. Speaking of Hillsdale, the good, the true, the beautiful, how can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education, and that's tough to find these days. But I know one college that provides a comprehensive education of the very best kind. An education in the philosophical, political, theological, scientific, and literary heritage of the West, Hillsdale College. Trust me, you send your kid to this school, or your kid decides to go to this school, they won't turn into some Marxist harebrain. Every student, regardless of their major, spends half their time on the same liberal arts core curriculum studying science, theology, history, mathematics, philosophy, literature, and even the Constitution. At Hillsdale, all students learn about our great Western and American heritage. And the result, Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, making a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with a core curriculum that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. 
This is the Hillsdale core curriculum. This is learning for the long run. Discover what education is meant to be. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's one other document I have. Maybe I've mentioned it before here. Maybe not. I have a document. It's a letter. It's a plea. And on two sides of this document, it's very old. It was written in 1775. It is a plea to the New York Assembly for gunpowder by among others guess who Mr. Producer Dr. Joseph Warren who'd you say Chuck Schumer no no. Uh, he would have a request for hair plugs for men anyway uh, 1775 so Dr. Joseph Warren and you know I've talked about him before you can google his name Dr. Joseph Warren was the most consequential early revolutionary the most consequential. And he was killed early in the revolution, really before the official declaration of a revolution. But the revolution really began in 1775. Some would even date it earlier than that. And so this, this plea went out for more gunpowder because they knew they were going to be confronting the redcoats, the British. And... Uh, these colonists, the Massachusetts colonists, took up position up on the hill, Bunker Hill. But there was a lower hill right next to it called Breed's Hill. And Breed's Hill was where the brunt of the action took place. And the, what happened there is that the Redcoats charged the hill. They were pushed back by the colonial militia. They took great casualties. They rushed the hill again. They took great casualties again. They organized and made another run at the hill. And the colonial militia ran out of gunpowder. It's thought that New York needed the gunpowder too because it was clear that this battle was widening. And Joseph, <coughs> excuse me, and Joseph Warren, I believe was about 36 years old, and that last push by the British, the British wanted him dead. He had a uh, price on his head. Sam Adams, others, as you know, Hancock, Started right there in Boston. But Warren really was the leader. And they ran out of gunpowder and he wouldn't fall back. Even though he was the equivalent of a general for the militia back then, he would not fall back. Pulled out his sword and he fought. And he was effectively executed. He was shot between the eyes. And uh, the British butchered his body, urinated on his body, and left it there. After the battle was over and the British moved on, Paul Revere, who had actually 
worked under Dr. Joseph Warren at this point was able to identify him because, as you know, Paul Revere was a uh, blacksmith. And Paul Revere had replaced one or more of his teeth in the past, and he could tell his work, and he could tell that that was Joseph Warren. So this document, which none of the people on the online survey will have no knowledge about, they'll never know about Joseph Warren, they'll never know about Breeds Hill or Bunkers Hill, they'll never know about Lexington and Concord, they don't know and they don't care, neither does Obama, nobody on the left really gives a damn, but we do. Very much. And by the way, Joseph Warren was not a slaveholder. None of these men were. And he gave his life at a very early age. And so when you have these kids online telling you that Obama is more important to America than George Washington, and that's what happens when you have a President's Day as opposed to a George Washington birthday and a Lincoln birthday and a Martin Luther King birthday. That's what happens when you dumb down history. Or worse, when you rewrite history. I would ask you, how many of you were ever taught about Dr. Joseph Warren, other than hearing it from me? Were you Mr. Producer? No. Were you Mr. Call Screener? No. Most of the... Most of the history I have learned, I learned on my own. My own homeschooling. Through self-education. Just because you leave school doesn't mean that's it. Matter of fact, you need to learn on your own because you don't know if what you've been taught is actually truthful. But I dare say, not all, but most of the history or social study teachers in this country never heard of Dr. Joseph Warren. And I dare say most history professors either don't know about him or want to keep him quiet. The American Revolution was not started by slave owners. Started by men who wanted their liberty and independence. A number of acts that were imposed on them by the British Crown. And the one law that really pushed them over the top was the Stamp Act. That was the final straw. That was the final straw. I doubt Jake Tapper, Don Lemon, Wolf Blitzer, any of those fools even know what I'm talking about. Rachel Maddow, Chris Matthews, and furthermore, that any of those fools know what I'm talking about. For all these folks, history begins today, and you rewrite history to accommodate what it is that you want to accomplish politically. Anyway, so I've donated this document today to our friends at Hillsdale College. Why do I donate these documents to Hillsdale College? First of all, they have the Kirby Constitution Center in Washington, D.C. on Massachusetts Avenue. They have a Constitution Center in Washington, D.C. Is there another Constitution Center in Washington, D.C.? You might say the National Archives, but I'm talking about any private entity. Is there another Constitution Center in Washington, D.C.? Well, there's one in Philadelphia. I understand that. But this is a private entity. A private entity. 
And so over the next several weeks or months, they will prepare the appropriate security of the document because there's only one. If something happens to that, it'll never, there won't be another one. And I can't do this forever uh, because it's very expensive, but the bound copy of the Federalist Papers, what I believe to be is the finest bound copy of the Federalist Papers, Alexander Hamilton had 500 published, which was extremely expensive. And he published them because New York was leaning against ratifying the Constitution. And in a relatively desperate move, uh, he had 500 bound copies of the Federalist paper made Papers. Uh, turns out he gave 50 copies to Virginia because they were having a hell of a time too. Patrick Henry, George Mason, among others, were opposed to it. They didn't think it prevent, prevent, uh, protected individuals enough. Uh, and there were other areas of weakness in terms of support. But um, that is also at Hillsdale College in a secure area, beautifully protected. And so my wife Julie and I have donated this latest document that I think is crucially important. I don't want a pat on the head. I want you to go visit this place. I watch this show, American Pickers. You guys ever watch this show? I'm obsessed with this show. It's great on the History Channel. And I watch it all the time to the point where my wife is uh, really sick of it. But I love it. I watch reruns of the show. (laughs) And I'm really into these historical things. And what Mike, Mike on that show likes to say is... I want to put something where it belongs. You know what? The finest copy of the Federalist Papers, the bound copy that's known to exist, belongs at Hillsdale at their Kirby Constitution Center. This letter where Joseph Warren and two other men were basically begging for gunpowder to defend themselves and fend off the British is so historical, so important that it also belongs at the Kirby Constitution Center for Hillsdale College. One day, if you get a chance to come to Washington, D.C., you ought to give them a call or contact them and make sure you visit them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With it getting colder, and it is cold. God, it's cold out there. Why am I here? Why am I not in Florida? Can you tell me that? Anyway, my Casper mattress makes it so tempting to stay cozy under the covers. It's the most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on. And once you try Casper, you're going to love yours too. It's a high-quality mattress at an affordable price. And you'll sleep comfortably and never wake up overheated thanks to the unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment. Casper ships right to your door for free in a small, how do they do this, size box. I saw a neighbor who had one of these boxes outside because obviously they just got a Casper. That was very cool. Two houses down. I think the whole neighborhood has them. I think. I mean, I haven't checked, but I think they do. Now, they'll even pick it up if you don't love it. 
and refund you everything. From its engineering to its packaging to letting you try it for 100 nights, it's no wonder Casper has over 35,000 five-star reviews of all their products across Casper, Google, and Amazon. Put Casper to the test in your own home for 100 nights risk-free. Go to Casper.com and use code MARK for $50 towards the purchase of your selected mattress. That's Casper.com, code MARK, for 50 bucks towards the purchase of your select mattress. Casper.com, terms and conditions. These are power-hungry munchkins, mental midgets, are using the law to destroy the law. Are they using the law to commit crimes against humanity, as far as I'm concerned, destroying individuals, destroying their families with these preposterous, idiotic indictments? They can go shove it. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. How is it that James Clapper was never prosecuted for perjury? This idiot Republican uh, who runs the Senate Intelligence Committee, this guy Richard Burr, he says, you know, this shows people that you can't lie to Congress. No, it doesn't. As I said before. Comey lied, too. number of them have lied. And uh, none of them have been prosecuted. None of them. Well, why is that? All right, anyway, yeah. This guy, Adam Schiff, I'm listening to the news at the top of the hour, and it, it is horrible. They quote Adam Schiff. They have an audio of Adam Schiff. Then they have an audio of Schumer. About the president. And Adam Schiff says, obviously, if Michael Cohen was lying about his knowledge involving Russia, then, of course, Trump was, too. I mean, what kind of a moron is this? And yet the media run with this. This is why this country's in such bad shape, quite frankly. The media more than anything else. All right. I'm looking here, Mr. Producer. I don't want to upset all the people. Here we have a former FBI agent by the name of Asha Rangapapa. Asha Rangapapa, I believe. And uh, she's on at Mediate, Mediate, any halfwit who attacks Trump, uh, Mediate, will put the clip right up there. That's our boy Dan Abrams. And by the way, Dan, and I mean this with all sincerity, you have the best toupee I've ever seen. Doesn't he, Mr. Producer? You cannot tell where his real hair ends and the fake hair begins. You cannot. And he shouldn't just start these various media outlets. He should start his own hair club for men. And for women, I guess. Asha Ranga Papa, or something. Former FBI agent. Now, there's a zillion former FBI agents, so you know they, they cherry pick here, right, at CNN. And by the way, CNN fired this guy 
Mark Lamont Hill. You know, we pounded on him yesterday, and I want to thank Phil Klein and the Free Beacon Conservative Review uh, for exposing this guy and bringing it to my attention. So we hammered him yesterday, and now he's out, which is really quite surprising. Because I explained at length yesterday how the left more and more embraces anti-Semitism. But I won't do that again. We already did it. Asha Rangapapa, former FBI agent. Why do we care what she says? We really don't. But she's on CNN, so it must be important. Cut 12, go. Yes, the the president has very broad pardon power. He could pardon Manafort. But dangling a pardon is something different. Mm -hmm. It is offering to use Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. presidential power Mm -hmm. in order to encourage or entice Mm -hmm. or influence somebody's Mm -hmm. behavior. That is a separate act. And that can also be evidence of obstruction. You're such an idiot. So you're a former FBI agent and you know the Constitution? This can be, mm-hmm, that's right, mm-hmm. She said it. She's an authority. Who the hell is she? The pardon power is in the Constitution. The president doesn't have to dangle anything. Then we have Rachel Maddow. Dumb as dumb can be on MSLSD last night. Let's listen to what she has to say. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Cut 13, go. Within the last 24 hours, we now have new evidence of? that the president definitely, this is confirmed, uncontested. Yes, yes. what? Uh, he has another ongoing source of information from inside the Mueller investigation. Well, now and- stop. Another? You mean he has more than one? Wow. I wonder what she means. Everybody knows if you want to get the news, you watch Rachel Maddow. Go ahead. Former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. This revelation that his former campaign chairman, who was supposedly cooperating, instead has been effectively functioning as a spy. Oh, a spy. I remember the day when left-wing kooks used to really question prosecutors in big government. Don't you folks? But not now. They're all in. The Sovietization, may I coin a word, the Sovietization of the left, of the media left, is apparent for all to see. It's called a joint defense agreement, dummy. They're not spies. You see, defendants or subjects or targets, they get to defend themselves in our country. They get to defend themselves under our Bill of Rights. It's not just Mueller who can go looking everywhere and talking to everybody. They get to also. What? That's true. Go ahead. Inside the prosecution. That is obviously blowing up the criminal case that involves Paul Manafort. But it also means the president and his legal team are now admitting out loud in public that they are colluding with a convicted All right, dummy, dummy, dummy. A joint defense agreement is not collusion. It's the provision of information in order to properly represent your client. If these lawyers hadn't done what they're doing, they wouldn't be doing their jobs. Now, I know you'll push to the end of the earth to defend terrorists. I know you'll push to the end of the earth to defend MS-13. I know you'll push to the end of the earth to, to defend anybody who's not an American citizen who happens to touch foot in the United States. I know. But the president of the United States actually gets to defend himself. Oh, my goodness. And so does his former campaign chairman. They really do. 
They really do over there at the Soviet uh, MSLSD. Go ahead. To surreptitiously gain Shut up, you idiot. I shouldn't even... What am I giving this woman even attention for? Let's move on. This is kind of monotonous, isn't it? I've already told you. Here's the bottom line. You don't have to listen to a single so-called legal or constitutional expert the rest of the night. Here's the bottom line. The president... I'm doing this for the left. Follow the bouncing ball. The president is not in legal jeopardy. All right? That's it. Now, Jim Shudo. Got to be careful because you could mispronounce that name and be thrown off the air. Jim Shudo is an Obama hack who used to work at CNN. Then he became an Obama hack, and now he's back at CNN. And he is, of course, an objective reporter defending freedom of, uh, of the press. And he's incredibly smart. <clears throat> the guy, you know, he, he used to be, I think, uh, the chief of staff to the ambassador of uh, whatever. Guam, I don't know. Just kidding. New Guinea, I don't know. I know Guam's a territory. It's a joke. So anyway, uh, here he is on Global Warning, because the man's an expert. As a matter of fact, all the clowns, I mean, all the news people on CNN are experts on global warming, climate change. Just ask them. Listen to this one, though. Cut 16, go. I mean, the, the president also either deliberately or mistakenly messes up the distinction between a clean environment and a warming environment. He, yes, he yes. keeps saying, well, we have a record clean environment, doesn't get to the temperature issue. But I just want to ask you a question for yes. folks at home, folks yes, like folks us. At home. We got yeah. kids. Uh, yes. yeah. We don't want to be, you know, slowly yeah. burned to death on our own planet Whoa! here. Oh, slowly burned to death on our own planet here. Now, do you have to be in negative IQ territory to work at CNN? This guy's dumber than Don Lemon. He's dumber than Wolf Blitzer. Go ahead. Is the human race, run, in the simplest terms, running out of time to take the measures necessary to, to, to rein in this rise in global pictures? Yes, we are. We're running out of time. So here's my recommendation. All you leftists, get under your desks, put your hands over your heads, and stay there. Because I think we're running out of time. I think the earth is slowly burning up, and your children are going to burn up too, and your grandchildren. Because this is what happens every hundred years in the country. Every hundred years. Now, folks, we have no idea what's going to happen in a hundred years with technology. No idea whatsoever. As I said the other day, a hundred years ago, they had no idea what would happen a hundred years hence. None. These people are absolutely dimwitted. Well, there's got to be, uh, you know, I believe there's climate change. Well, okay, so what? It's not like the climate is going to stay static at this one specific best point forever. Well, I believe man has some contribution to it. No, he doesn't. 36 million Earths fit in the sun. I think the sun might have something to do with it. But the automobile, automobile has nothing to do with it. It can create, yes, fog and smog and that sort of. But no. No, there's a lot of other factors. Go, folks, the great thing about the Internet, one of them, is you can inform yourselves. Seriously. There's some very brilliant men and women who've looked at this. Thousands of them. And I understand it's now politically correct, even for conservatives. 
to say, look, I, I, I know the climate changes. I'm sure man has some contribution. But what's the solution? What's the solution? So they give up the entire playing field to the hardcore left. You need to understand that this was an ideologically based policy. 40 years ago, out of Europe, like so much out of Europe. And they've been pushing this, pushing this, pushing this, and here we are. What are you, denier? Denier. Well, I want to raise this. Oh, no, no, you're a denier. You don't even admit that there's science out there. And then there's Al Gore. Now, Al Gore, you know, I used to say Joe Biden was the dumbest vice president in American history. I can't do that anymore. I think he's the second dumbest in American history. I think Al Gore really is. Al Gore, I think, is really the dumbest. And boy, has he ballooned up. And his methane must, whew, cut 17, go. You know, it's really significant, Trevor. <laughs> yes. That oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So he's on The Daily Show on the Comedy Network. Now, if you want to get information about science and knowledge and philosophy and so forth, Go to the Comedy Network and go to Trevor. Go to go to Trevor. Go ahead. You know, it's really significant, Trevor, yes, yes. that Donald J. Trump yes. is now the face of climate denial. And there are those who are still giving him their loyalty and trust. And I get that. Believe me. But the vast majority of Americans, not Good to Lord. mention all around the world, are really kind of, they've had it with right. the constant craziness, if you want to call it that way. I think we do want to call it that yeah. way. Yeah. And, and when, he, when he's the, the principal global face of, of climate denial, I think that's a cue. You know, in physics, there's this uh, well-known principle for every Where's action, snore, there's an Mr. equal Producer. and opposite reaction. Right. I think that some of the mobilization that is really building, we saw it in the election yes. three weeks ago with, with yeah. the blue wave. I think yeah. part of that is a reaction to what Donald Trump is saying and doing. Mm -hmm. We are treating the atmosphere mm -hmm. as an open sewer. It's a very thin shell around the planet, mm -hmm. and we're changing it dramatically by dumping 110 million uh -huh. tons uh -huh. of man-made heat-trapping global warming pollution uh -huh. into it every day. The cumulative amount now traps as much extra heat energy every day as would be released by 500,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every 24 hours. It's a big planet, but that is an enormous amount of energy. That's why the temperatures are going up, the water cycle's being disrupted, and the fires. Look at the fires in California just recently. In South Africa, Cape Town almost ran out of water. What are they? Can you get a funny on the ghost track? They have an idea. It costs when, if you, they just gave, you gave them... With the the withdraw bringing U.S. home troops from home and 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 the 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 you know, you know, you, know, you, you 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 need somebody. Wait, so uh, what, finally, what? Um, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Of 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 un of of budget. But resist, we must, we must, and we will much about that be committed i i i i'm i'm a warrior <laughs> um you know the the that it was the, 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 i mean they, 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 they said that look the 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 yeah the lives are 
Boaz and him. Well, I, 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 I didn't. If, 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 if we, if we, you know, it, it uh, you know, it, 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 it. Mark Lovin. Great minds and scientists, engineers, physicists of the past, Pasteur, Einstein. Now we have Al Gore. Because they politicize everything. Everything has to be laundered through the progressive ideology. And that's what we're talking about here. All right. Let's take a few calls, shall we? Wait a minute. I got a sudden Washington Post. By the way, I can't. how do you get rid of a Washington Post app? The damn thing is popping all the time. And the first word in 90% of their little app pops is Trump. Trump emerges as a central subject of special counsel's investigation and documents revealed this week. I thought he was a central subject anyway. I mean, I, I didn't think, of course he was a central subject, but what's the point? We all know what's going on here. Washington Post is giddy. Absolutely giddy. And you know what? This guy Bezos that owns Amazon and owns the Washington Post, all these Democrat metropolitan areas subsidize this guy. New York City subsidize the guy. Arlington, Virginia Democrat, subsidize the guy. Subsidize a guy who's worth $90 billion. But we're for the people. We're for the little people. All right, let's go here. Kate, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, my hometown, the great WPHT. How are you? Hi, Mark. Oh, my gosh, it's such an honor to speak to you. Thank you. Um, I I wanted to call because I, I heard that you were reading off these statistics and these survey answers from millennials and their feelings on the current state of America, the world. Um, and, and it's so disheartening for me to hear these things. And I just wanted to, to reach out to you and tell you that, you know, you should still have some faith in the millennial generation. I am a millennial. Um, I'm probably an older millennial. I'm about 33. And I've been listening to you uh, since, I guess, 2005, 2004. Uh, and I was in college, and I can remember reading Men in Black, um, and it's still one of my favorite books. Thank you. And at this point, I am an attorney who practices uh, a lot of constitutional law litigation, and I can remember a time when I was in law school, and I took the things that I learned from Men in Black, and I was able to, you know, kind of go toe-to-toe with my constitutional law professor, who, of course, was so left-wing, it was outrageous. Um, and what, I just wanted what to law tell school, you, by the way? Uh, I went to Widener Law in Delaware. So Very the good. So law school in Delaware. Yeah? Um, yeah, and so, I mean, I had a great time in law school, um, and it was such a learning experience. And, um, you know, I, I loved, as a natural contrarian and kind of cage rattler, right, I love taking these courses. Oh, I wish I could listen to you more, but I have to go. I apologize, Kate, but thank you. You made my day. Thank you.
You've heard of Lady Liberty? Well, this is Mr. Liberty. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. It's the saggy jawline, ladies and gentlemen. It's this jawline and the double chin that give your age away, but not anymore. Introducing the brand new Genesaw jawline treatment with dual peptide and MDL technology. That's Chamonix's most advanced technology ever. Now, it not only tightens saggy jawlines, but it plumps the lipophilic layers of your skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes. Using peptides and metolactones together for the first time, it works amazingly quickly, and the results get better every day. No one else has this technology or our propriety uh, chemical-free base. So say goodbye to that double chin right now. And for the holidays, it's yours free when you order Genesel for under-eye bags and puffiness. And for results in 12 hours, Genesel's immediate effects is also free. Here's what you do. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. Imagine the double chin disappearing in about a week with Genesel's jawline treatment. 100% guaranteed or your money back. Hello? 100% guaranteed or your money back. Don't wait. Call or click now, 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. John, Ann Arbor, Michigan, XM Satellite. Go. Hey, Mark. So earlier in the show, you were talking about how the media and universities and public schools are kind of deinstitutionalizing patriotism. So it got me thinking uh, about what I can do from more of a grassroots perspective, not to kind of change the dialogue and get people to think about it from a different perspective. And I came up with the idea that I'm going to buy uh, three of your books, whether it be Liberty and Tyranny, Hundred and Sea, or Rediscovering Americanism. I'm going to uh, give them out as gifts to a few of my classmates at grad school and kind of let them come to these topics from uh, – a different perspective uh, from what they're normally used to hearing it from. Now you're not you're not my son or nephew, correct? No, I'm not. But I'll tell you what, John, that's really a great idea. And instead of you buying them because you're going to put it to such good use, Mr. Producer, uh, let's give him one of each of those books. Do we still have them? One of each of those books, John, and you can uh, you can make the case. And uh, if I may say one more thing, I think it's. Uh, Good idea that all your listeners can replicate just buying a book or two, maybe 15, 20 bucks, and it can uh, go a long way in starting up the dialogue and getting people focused on the issues that matter rather than a lot of the, you know, the BS that the media like to focus on all the time. It's really about uh, liberties and uh, the policies you go over uh, in your books. Thanks, John. Don't hang up. Thanks, John. And, folks, I want you to know something. Every now and then a detractor will say something on the Internet or something like Mark Levin writes his books for money. Let me tell you something. It's the hardest way to make a buck you can possibly imagine. There's a lot easier ways to make money. Writing a book takes a lot of time away from your family, a lot of time away from, in my case, our doggies, just a lot of time away from a lot of things. Because if you really write your own book and do your own research and try and lay out your own arguments and double and triple check yourself. It's not a quick enterprise. It could take a year. It could take 18 months. Most of my books take 12 to 16 months. 
I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste your money when I write a book. So there's a lot easier ways for somebody like me to make money than writing a book. Now, why do I write books then? Because it's a different format altogether from TV, whether it's cable, TV, whether it's digital or radio. People want to sit down and really concentrate on an issue or really concentrate on an idea. You'll find that often, typically, in a book. So that's why I write these books. And you've heard a lot of young people call today. I haven't encouraged them to call. They just do. Telling you and me what kind of an effect men in black has or liberty and tyranny or plunder and deceit and so forth. And let me tell you something. That, that's a big deal to me, to an author like me. It really is that something like that has an effect on somebody. Because writing, at least the way I do it, is a very solitary thing. It's a very solitary thing. And I'm working on a new book now, and it just takes a while to do it. I'm not even going to mention the subject because, you know, we got the uh, backbenchers, and I don't want to deal with them right now. So I want to thank that gentleman. He didn't hang up, did he? We got, we're going to get him the books? All right, good. All right. Let us go to Jim Henderson, Nevada, the great K-Don, K-D-W-N. Go. Hi. Yes, uh, geographically Henderson, Nevada, but I actually find myself walking in Bob Mueller's wonderland. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, a couple of things. Everybody has to have a hobby. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of exhausting. A mm-hmm. um, couple of things came up when I was on hold, so quickly, parenthetically. It sounds, according to your clips, like it's all right for a prosecutor to dangle incarceration as a means of motivating lying, but it's not all right for a president to dangle pardoning as a means of motivating truth. That's power. actually a great point. That is a great point. And yeah. uh, it really is. And really, the president doesn't even have to dangle it. They know he has the power to pardon. But you're right. Isn't it interesting that they don't, it doesn't phase them one bit when Mueller threatens people, indicts people, forces them to plead to some cockamamie uh, uh, crime, false statements. It's so simple to get somebody on a false statement. And yet, uh, when the president said, and all the president said is, I'm not taking it off the table. Yeah. So he's not even dangling it, but you're right on. That's a great point, Jim. Okay, and also parenthetically, I am in complete agreement with uh, one of your previous callers who thinks the Mueller investigation is a misdirection. I think I know what it's a misdirection for, and I absolutely agree with that. Well, tell us. Okay, I, in the most general terms, I'll tell you generally and specifically, in the most general terms, I think it's covered by the word plunder in your book title. Mm-hmm. And... And specifically, for specific examples, there's Peter Schweitzer's uh, book where he shows how the pro-plunder coalition is uh, actually the anti-Trump coalition is antithesis. Oh, I can use that term, antithesis. I'm a Marxist. Um, (laughs) All right, my friend. Thanks for your call. It's a very clever guy. All right, let us go to Lee, Columbia, Missouri, the Show Me State, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Okay, thank you for taking my call, sir. You got it. Um, My question, and I don't want to sound too controversial out there, but it's something that people will have to discuss. Is there ever a time, or are we in a time, when the Constitution has become a suicide pact? It looks like the side that generally upholds it, generally upholds it, 
is losing, they always lose, while the other side that opposes it, Democrats or whatever, um, they seem to win. Um, I always remember John Adams' statement about a moral and religious people, uh, excuse me, um, that there could come a time when the Constitution is simply not adequate. No, I don't think so. I think the problem is those who defy it and undermine it and are working to eviscerate it. And then there are those who are trying to reinstitute it. And lots lots of aspects of the Constitution uh, have been eviscerated. And you're talking about a strategy as opposed to the Constitution itself. And in that, I agree with you. That is, I'm tired of us rolling over to the left. I'm tired of us rolling over for these people. You listen to this show. You know I don't roll over. You know I don't give an inch. You know I explain myself. You know I go back to history and principles and all the rest of it. And if more of us would do that in our personal lives, and if more of us would do that uh, in, in, um, in our public places, you know, work and so forth, it could have a very positive effect. You know, we're a big army out here. There's 60-some million people who voted for Trump. There's, there's tens of millions of people who identify as conservatives and constitutionalists. We just got to make our case. The problem is we've never really faced anything like this where the institutions <coughs> me, where the institutions of the civil society have been effectively devoured in many respects by people who don't embrace the civil society. That is, they will use liberty and the liberty that's provided for in the Constitution in order to destroy liberty. And it can get more complicated than that. I'll tell you what, sir. I'm going to send you a copy of Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism, okay? Uh, I appreciate that, but may I make one more statement? Well, I, I got to go. No offense. Don't hang up. I'll send you that. <coughs> All right. George, Parkville, Maryland. I want to give everyone a shot. The great WMAL. Go. Morning, Mr. Levin. Hello. I'd like to share a quick story. Um, I agree totally what you were saying about history not being taught to our children. So my dad was the youngest of three sons. His oldest brother fought in the South Pacific with the U.S. Air Force. His middle brother fought with the Army under George Patton. When he graduated high school, he fell under the clause that did not allow him to join the military due to he was the last surviving son. Instead, he joined the Merchant Marines. Right. We're, we're coming up to a break. He had to support the war effort. Right. Children today, millennials have not been taught what that was about. See, I think there's, there's at least a, a division. I don't even like the word millennials among younger people. At least multiple divisions, but at least a, a division. Those men and women who are in uniform in Afghanistan, in Syria, in Iraq, and one hellhole after another all over the world, they are volunteers. That's the younger generation. I don't think we focus on them enough. I don't think we promote them enough. I do agree that there's way too much indoctrination that's taking place, which is why I brought up that survey before, and that needs to be fought. But I cannot condemn the younger generation for what our generation has created. 
the modern college and university and the uh, and the monopoly ideology, we created that. Somehow we let that happen. The current government school system, which does not teach about such great American heroes as Joseph Warren, we keep funding that system. We send our kids into these systems. We take out student loans into these systems. We pay them to go to college. Oh, look at that. They got into this school and that school. So I can't really blame the younger people for what goes on in the classroom because most of those professors and those administrators are in our generation. All right, we'll be right back. Mark hell can do a show like this while suffering with the flu during the breaks? Seriously. No, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I got to do, you know, the show must go on. Every time you go online to use public Wi-Fi, you're putting your personal information in danger. Unless you take precautions, a hacker can grab your passwords or credit card information in seconds. These hackers happen millions of times a day. And the victims have their personal information exposed or identity stolen. So how can you protect yourself? The software I use is the best. It's called ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes it super easy for anyone to stay secure online. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and encrypts all of your data online. That means nobody, nobody can see what you do on the Internet. Not even government spy agencies like the NSA. The ExpressVPN app takes 90 seconds to set up on your computer or phone. And then you click a button, and poof, you're protected. So if you want to protect yourself from hackers and spies, visit expressvpn.com slash mark. Expressvpn.com slash mark to get this special offer. Three months free with a one-year package. I want to strongly encourage you to get into this. That's expressvpn.com slash mark. For three months free with a one-year package. Don't risk your online data any longer and keep your privacy private. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark right now. All right. Let us continue. Should we? I think we shall. Uh, Michael, Denver, Colorado, XM Satellite. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So anyways, Mark, uh, just first thing I want to say, I watch you on CRTV and it is spectacular. Um, Thank you. So, and second thing I just want to tell you about, I'm a millennial. Um, sadly, I just mass argue with everybody on Facebook. That's my age about political stuff, but I just want to tell you about my college experience. Uh, I went to a business school out here in Colorado, University of Colorado at Denver. Yeah. And I just remember I had multiple socialist college professors in the business school. Yeah. And I just remembered, like, some one of them said something about, like, how if you are going to succeed in this country, it has nothing to do with your skill set or what you know or how hard you work. It's only based on who you know. You sure it wasn't Obama? <laughs> I don't know. It was just some socialist guy, long hair. Um, but oh, it was I'm just, close. I mean, it's just like you have some other guys, like some of these kids, they don't even know the difference between socialism and capitalism. 
And I remember some of them were like, oh, well, you know, Scandinavia, that's socialism. And it's like, it scores very high. First in the of all, how, how many of them been into Scandinavia? Do they even know that Scandinavia is a grouping of countries? Do they even know that? No, I mean, it's a bunch of dumb people. I mean, it's a bunch of people that are too lazy to go out and do their own homework. Mm-hmm. They just are spoon-fed information and don't double-check it. They I can tell you enjoyed your experience. I'm sorry, what? I can tell you enjoyed your experience. Uh, well, I went from an A student to a B student real quick, I'll tell you that. Yeah, because they probably graded on a bell curve. Conservatives are on the downslope. All right, my friend, thank you for your information. We appreciate it. Let us go to Mike St. Paul, Minnesota, XM Satellite. Go right ahead. Hi, Mark. Um, I wanted to say, first of all, that the way the federal judiciary operates, it's it's in need of fixing. And I appreciate everything that you say to expose what's wrong with it. I even thank Mr. Mueller for doing what he's doing because he's raising a consciousness about what needs to be fixed. I wish there was a Judicial Accountability Act on the table which would correct the federal judiciary. When I go to work, when you go to work, when we all go to work, we have a boss. Federal judges really don't have a boss. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're like gods. I mean, there are federal laws that allow you to make there, a, there's a lot. There's a lot of truth to that. When, they, when a, a politically oriented plaintiff form shops a case in San Francisco District Court, under the Ninth Circuit, and the Chief Justice of the United States says there's really no difference between these judges and these circuits, which is a bald-faced lie. Um, And uh, when that particular federal district judge in San Francisco can issue a temporary restraining order, even an injunction for the entire nation, something is wrong. Because I can guarantee you no constitution that had that in it or even conceived of such a thing would have been ratified in Philadelphia, uh, adopted in Philadelphia, ratified by any state. I have a question for you. I'm almost out of time. All right, real quickly, do you think that there should be a law that prohibits U.S. attorneys from becoming federal judges? And if so, why? No, I think everybody should be judged on the merits. I really do. There's been some great U.S. attorneys that I've worked with over the years. There have been some really lousy ones, like this guy Priet, what's his face, up there in the Southern District of New York. He was a hack. Comey was a hack. So there's a lot of hacks. That's a problem, too. Bahara. 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 Excuse me. Something's in my throat. All right. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I'll see you tomorrow, America. Be well. Take care. Take care.